We're just winging it, folks. We are indeed. It's a serious tone there. That was like an NPR uh, something bad just happened tone. This just in. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, I feel serious. I, I feel like we got off to a, a serious start today, which is unfortunate because we have a pretty lighthearted, it's you true, easygoing it episode. All, yeah, reflective of what you're about to hear. It was just yeah. where I, it was just what I was feeling in the moment, which is always the case, right? We're just winging it. So I mean, I, I can't I can't take it back. Yeah, you listen to your gut, even when I mean, your I gut is telling you yeah, I to be a could. serious, you know, news anchor. That's sometimes you got to listen. It's true. And I actually could just take it back and re-record it and you'd never know. But I'm not going to do that because this show is built on uh, a legitimacy that we really hold dear to you and to us. And, and we want to be held accountable to that. That's true, because if nothing else, it means less work in the editing department yeah, exactly. after the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let's be real, folks. Uh, unedited. I'm sure there's at least one version of the show. So, uh, by the way, this is episode 121, which is just kind of mind-blowing to me. Whoa, holy shit. Um, but I'm sure of the 121 episodes, there have been at least one where I was supposed to edit something out and then I didn't, you know? Like us just saying, oh, oh I shouldn't have said that. Let's retake. Um, and if you're a fan listening and you write in and tell us which episode it is, you will be the recipient of a... Uh, uh, what can we give them, Patrick? At the very most, a response saying thanks. At the very least, and more likely, probably <laughs> nothing, because we're not great at checking our emails. And uh, you we'll, know. we'll record your voicemail message. I'm sure I'm sure that would be a... That's a, a good point. A much yeah. desired thing, right? Who does that? Whose line is it anyway? What's his name? The... the you know, the guy with the voice. <laughs> I'm getting some weird uh, signals on this one. The guy from Whose Line is so Colin. Uh, f- uh, no. I'm I'm totally I'm totally with the voice um, mixing many things. Oh, right you're talking. Now. Oh, you're OK. So speaking of NPR, you're talking about. Wait, wait, don't tell me. That's right. You're talking about I, see, Carl Castle. Thank who, you, Carl I Castle. Is, what a I name. D- How could I, I forget dead. that? I think Nuh-uh. he passed away. Yeah, COVID? I think he, I think he did. No, I think Alzheimer's like seven or eight years ago. Oh, it's it's been a lot. He, he's subsequently been replaced by the guy who does the Anchorman uh, intro, you know, where he's talking about- Wait a minute. About, that is Carl Castle, I thought. No, that's somebody else. Car- well, Carl Castle might have done it also at one. Maybe he was in the first <laughs> one and this other guy did this. I don't know. All I know is it's a different person now. And Carl Castle, um, it, you know, in the- in- I'm just going to say this. You set the tone for this episode with this weird proto-journalistic what introduction. Just change the In keeping the with the spirit now, of this, mm-hmm. it change, change the dial on your rotary <laughs> television. I'm going to look this up. Carl Castle dead. Uh, yeah, you might Carl... as well just... I think folks would prefer to listen to you oh, typing no. and looking uh, this up. Yeah, he died uh, in 2018, John. Wow. Yeah, he he died like almost four years ago at oh this point. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, well, how did he actually? But he definitely he, did the voice in Anchorman in the beginning, and he died of Alzheimer's disease. Now, the guy, the guy in the beginning of Anchorman, is hang on. Once again, in keeping with the extraordinary journalism that we have this here, episode it's Bill, Bill Curtis. All right, who also has a great voice. He does. And he is currently the so 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 he does. Wait, wait, don't tell me the NPR news quiz. I'm your host, Bill Curtis, and we're joined today by my co-host, Peter Sagel. That's how it goes. <laughs> Peter Sagel. <laughs> yeah, P- Peter's got quite a voice as well. If there's um, something that NPR has done, it has been making it acceptable for a very diverse talent of uh, voice, you know, caliber. That is very say, true. Yeah. Because you have Ira Glass, Good who you can't even understand what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know, and you have Bill Curtis, who sounds like the voice of God. You have Peter Sagal, who sounds like Kermit. And you have the guy from, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? Oh, fuck, from uh, This is Marketplace. Uh, oh, of course. Yes. What, what is, is his, his name? name? He's the Marketplace uh, guy. I don't even know his name is. Let me do the numbers. Uh, oh my God. He, well, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Sounds classic, like a used car like, salesman. Terry Gross, right? Like that voice is, you yeah. know, is like perfection, really. Right. Breathy, um, thoughtful. Yes. Introspective. Breathy, thoughtful. <laughs> uh, I've been described as all of those things. I think she did Terry Gross, comma, breathy, breathy thoughtful, yeah. introspective. In her LinkedIn references, you know, it's like a... This. Bre- breathy, thoughtful. Breathy, thoughtful, introspective is Marketplace. <laughs> uh, I'm... Oh, my God. What is his name? I'm... I'm, I can't, it's going to hit me so hard in a little bit. Anyway, let's move the fuck I'm on with this episode food. right now. Um, yes. Yes. Let's do it. I think that we, uh, oh, I, uh, <laughs> I just got distracted by a call on my phone and my daughter is sick at school. So it could be related to that. What do I do folks? This is, this is a real time. This might mean you have to edit this pause out and take this telephone call you or you what? can keep it going. I, I appreciate you all too much. And if this is truly about my daughter uh, or an emergency, they'll leave a message. That's true. I think you should pick it up and put it on the air. I already missed it. Okay. Well, then it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she did go to school. She went we, to school we spoke today. this morning and you she... were like, I don't know if it's going to happen. Her fever's up to 120. She's not feeling good. Yes. And actually, this is something that I do have to run to the door for. And I will, in fact, edit out. I'll be right back. Oh, exciting. Just one hack. So, by the magic of editing, you have just missed out on John getting a home whiskey delivery, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and we were talking about Grace being sick again. Before we get back into it, though, I would like, in the spirit of journalism in which this episode was started, yes. I would like to respond that uh, it's Kai Rizdahl is the host ah, of Marketplace. What, how could we forget that? Do his voice again. Kai Rizdahl, and this is Marketplace. That was pretty good. It was Are definitely born like this. Like, it was definitely it is, different, you know. Like it had yeah. your distinct Patrick Green spin, which I really yeah. I loved. Actually, I, well, but, people write in for that, you know. But it was good. Um, but I do wonder this though. Like, do people pick a radio voice at some point when they're in like broadcasting school? Are they like from now on? I'm oh, going to hold must. my mouth weird when I say the the, the S, and I'm going to have an S at the sound. So like, I could be Robert Siegel. You know? I think they absolutely. I, they I would be that? shocked. You know, I would be shocked if they actually spoke like that in a real world setting. I'm sure some of that voice is there, but like, I'm sure as a personality, um, you know, this is their business. This is their life, right? And I, I have to believe that they develop a certain character for that. Should um, we be doing that? On I this? mean. Hey, listen, if we get enough audience to do that someday, I'll fucking, I'll do it. I'll, Maybe I'll we should. It. It's been 121 fucking episodes. Maybe That's we should true. have like a character on this To be thing. fair, aren't we? Aren't we already characters on this show? I mean, do we really talk like enough. this yeah. in real life? I think I'd be I a actually, little too loud if I were speaking this way. No, and I have a thick Canadian accent <laughs> in real life for some reason. <laughs> Can so. you imagine? What would you sound like? Go ahead, do it. <laughs> That's what I would sound like. Spot on. Every Canadian yeah. I've spoken to. Yeah, they're not going to be offended by that at all. No, not uh, at all. So yeah, so Gra- so Grace is uh, is at school today. That was luckily a whiskey delivery, not your daughter being dropped off, uh, which was which was good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I guess first thing I'll ask is how is she doing, and second yeah. thing I'll ask to sort of segue into this little mini episode we got today is in general now that school is starting again, how's everybody's health holding up? 
Yeah. Woof. There's a lot there. And to be clear, for those wondering, I've never in my life before had a whiskey delivery. Um, this is not a frequent thing, but there's a whole backstory to it that I won't bother getting into. I'll let you wonder about that one. little mystery, you know? Um, I'll tell you what. Call in with your story. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you this whiskey. So, yeah, Grace, today was like our first, I think, let's see. Yeah, it was our first day of school where, you know, we had to deal with Grace being sick. And in this case... Um, she gets these recurring fevers that are, you know, non-contagious and, uh, we basically just have to treat her and we came up with a health plan last year with school. So like, I feel like we can manage it. Um, and that feels good this year, you know, to be able to do that, but it is weird sending your kid to school knowing that they're sick. Um, we yeah. also got a COVID test ruled out, of course. So, you know, um, it worked out, but, uh, it's, it's our first time doing it, you know, more so the difficulty was, managing the morning routine when you have something like that on top of it. Cause like, you know, you get your morning routine down to a science, right? I mean, Bethany and I, we don't even like have a conversation about who's doing what we just sort of, you know, over time it has evolved into a certain combination of things where, you know, where we have to make breakfast, make um, the kids lunch and, and snack for grace for school uh, and and help them get dressed, which they should, of course, be able to do entirely themselves, but need much prodding in order to get up out of bed. So the whole thing is like, you know, down to the minute. And we get Grace to school at like 8.02 and 8.03 is the cutoff when they're, they're marked mm-hmm. tardy. So, so that definitely threw my morning off. And, I, I, you know, we were definitely late for everything. Um, work, school, daycare, everything. But, you know... <laughs> It happened, and so far I really can't complain because it's been the only day. And uh, I'm hoping that there are less sick days this year. I mean, they're wearing masks, so I want to hear about your experience because you know you texted me before this about uh, y'all being like I don't know sick for two weeks or something like that. Yeah, we've been sick for two weeks. That's about right. I'm trying out different character voices because <laughs> I'm trying to see which one sticks. Uh, no, we uh, yeah we've been we've all been kind of sick tossing a cold around it's also been happening in the midst of this very tossing very weird sleep regression that henry has had since school started yeah which has been leading us to this place where we're just always tired again and honestly it hasn't been this bad since he was like a baby um but we had like about two and a half three weeks where every single night he was coming out of bed multiple times and then finally we were saying okay you can just stay with us and so this was like you know, I mean, if that happens once a week, who cares? It's not a big no, deal. but I totally hear it's you cute. that these like happen in, in these weird like bursts, right? Where, you know, they're fine for a while and then all of a sudden they just need to be in your bed. Like, yeah. What's going on there? Right. And it's and it, and it was persistent this time. Like we tried addressing it. So, you know, I mean, when he had sleep issues earlier in the year, he wanted, you know, a lava lamp to keep him company at night. You know, and Fair one enough. thing, Jude is right next to him. So, you know, but I don't know. I mean, guess Jude is chopped liver in this scenario. But, you know, <laughs> we got him the lava lamp. And then he's like, no, I need a Himalayan salt lamp because he likes Mike's salt <laughs> lamp. So we get him a Himalayan salt lamp. I need a mud and then bath he's like, just before bed. <laughs> at some point, I was like, I think he's just accessorizing his bedroom by having sleeping issues it's a long game just to get the room right 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 right. it's like i really need to have like an ikea fall collection ottoman set for my you know my recliner um no but so so the sleeping issues you know was one thing he's doing better with it now he said it's because he misses us which is really sweet uh stops being sweet after like two nights though (laughs) yeah yeah and the second week i was like henry yeah i was just like you know because you start dreading the going to bed and it would happen when we would go into 
bed. Like we, he would be able to hear ah. us because their bedroom is on top of ours, right? Which is kind of an interesting layout. Mm-hmm. So he would hear us do that, and for some reason he would wake up, and then he would immediately start crying, and then he would come down the stairs. And then we get him down and then 40 minutes would go by and he would start crying and coming down the stairs. And then we're like awake again because we've just been through it. So then we're like waiting and listening for him to come down again. And then I'm, of course, panicking about him falling down the stairs in the dark and all this shit. And like, I'm, you oh, know, no. it's starting to escalate. And then he comes down again. And then we're like, OK, you can just you can just stay with us. And then we get really bad sleep because like, you know, yeah, we're sharing the bed, which again, if you share the bed with the kids every once in a while, it's not going to like it's make cute. much of a difference. But right. every night it was oh, just like, my oh, my God, I'm so tired. Um, and I think it's largely out of it. What broken him? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, no, he's doing better now. And this is, this is the week where he turned it around as of two nights ago. He slept through the night, he got up once at midnight and then went back to bed and then stayed there until seven in the morning, which was great. So he slept all the way through the night. Because I feel Um, the reason I said broken him, you know, uh, a bit tongue in cheek there, but I do feel (laughs) like at least for us, you know, what has worked and the way I always think about this is, um, it's amazing to me how quickly kids get into a certain pattern. And I suppose this is true of adults if I really thought about it. Um, But I've found that when like Luke or Grace do this, you know, if it happens like two or three nights in a row, suddenly they just like all of a sudden, as you say, you know, he can hear when you go to bed and it just becomes like a routine very quickly. But, but as, as long as I sort of break it, (laughs) um, which means maybe there's a night where it's like horrible and nobody gets sleep, but, um, but he stays in his bed, you know, I don't know. That's worked for us, but I'm not sure that's always the case either. That's a good idea. So disrupting the pattern in, the, yeah. in a pretty like intense way. Well, because then they understand then they're like, oh yeah, all right. I did just stay in my bed all night and nothing, you know, I didn't get eaten by a dragon or whatever. Um, right. because this happened to us recently with Grace and Luke who actually sleep together all the time. And my concern was that one of them eventually is going to be like, I want to sleep by myself you know they've bunk beds but they have been going with each other and i was dreading yeah, this same moment thing with us. yeah and i was dreading this moment where one of them is like you know i want to sleep by myself tonight because i knew the other one would have a hard time with it right. um, i was expecting it would be grace who wanted the space but it was actually luke he, he went really? to his own and grace was like you know she had like a meltdown because she wanted him to sleep with her um but like she got over it and as soon as she then successfully slept without him now it's like all right i guess this is fine and sometimes yeah. they sleep together, sometimes they don't, but they don't even care anymore. So, anyways, yeah, sorry our, our for kids are in the, are they're in the same place with the bunk beds where yeah. they were they were sleeping together most of the nights, and then I think Jude had a realization like a month ago that he was really getting worse sleep when that happened. So he started uh, being a lot more confident and deliberate about going up yeah. to his bunk. Yeah, and then a new routine was established. So Jude, you know, this actually, this is like three months ago. It was over the summer. So he now has a reading light that he brings up with him and he reads like a chapter of Harry Potter or something before he yeah. goes to bed. That's great. Um, which is great if the kids are actually like going down at a normal time. But the problem course. is like it was dragging on and on and on. And then now, you know, they really insist on doing meditations at night. So we're doing meditations <laughs> every night for 10 minutes. And then, and I'm like, at a certain point, I think they're they're getting this, they're basically just extending when they have to go to sleep, you know, by Man, doing all these different things. I know that. I feel like we basically are doing an episode about bedtime routines now. I mean, I, it's just such an interesting thing to me because I, I can relate to so much of it in terms of like going through bouts of trying something. Like we did the meditation thing too and the kids were so into it and they like mm-hmm. really wanted it. And then, I don't know, for whatever reason, most of these things just haven't stuck for us. You know, like we did yeah. the gratitude one where we like, let's talk about what we're grateful for today. And they love doing that for a little while. Um, but at some point there is this weird 
like line between okay you're just playing me right now so that we can push bedtime later yeah um so yeah i don't know i don't know what and that's a hard is. moment to pick up on but but it is <laughs> there's a there's this threshold you pass when they're yes. clearly just trying to stay up later right so so jude was going up to his bunk and they were okay and then school started and i think it was that combination of henry being alone in his bunk bed for real and yeah. also being like more independent by going to school and spending all this time. I mean, they're there for so long. Oh, you know, yeah. it really is. It really is crazy. Like our kids start. It sounds like an hour later than yours. So they start at nine. Oh, wow. But, um, that's awesome. Yeah, man. I, w- <laughs> I mean, I wish and I don't because I'm sure that's hard for you for work to start your day a little later. But I feel like for kids, you know, they need to sleep. Yeah. Well, actually, I got to say, I have been loving this routine for the last couple of so, weeks yeah because... finish with it what what time are they there until you were just saying so are they where until uh, school. school oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Well, they, they get so home at four o'clock you. yeah they get home at like 404 from the bus oh, yeah yeah so that's a, that's a long day it's a genuinely long time to be in one place for anybody but especially for, for a kindergartner you know they don't have a short day or anything right um it's a long week for him so I, I i get that and i think that feeds into this whole yeah um situation uh, it's funny, as we're talking, my friend Jamie just texted me and he said, how did Henry sleep last night? <laughs> so it's nice to have a support system. I'll definitely say that. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, so so he is he is sleeping better. He's getting back in the routine again. We're figuring it out. And the mornings have been awesome because I now have this weird 40 minute period where because the, the bus comes at 822, 823. Uh, and then there's this like, you know, little interregnum between that and when i start work for the day usually around nine yeah so i have this like brief period where i had been just sort of like sitting and reading for a little bit and then getting to work uh and getting up earlier and showering before i was getting the kids ready now what i've done though is i've taken that time it's the exact amount of time it takes me to run one to 1.5 miles shower and get dressed and then get to my desk so i have this routine now where i get the kids to the bus i go right in the basement do the treadmill for a mile or a mile and a half get in the shower get to work and it's feeling like really, really good. So I'm mm. I'm feeling very lucky that that is working out that way. And I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, grateful for that. Oh, that's it, awesome. It feels good. Just having a routine to begin with. I mean, obviously, maybe this is just more <laughs> my nature in general. Um, you know, uh, I'm not as adventurous as you, as we've classically talked about in the show. But um, I do feel like there's there's comfort in having, you know, a routine that sets you up. And when we lose that, you know, now that we have lost it with re- working remotely, um, it can be jarring to go, you know, to switch contexts like that from the the crazy morning routine with kids to get them out of the house and then right to work. And you reminded me that there was a time where I was I was also using the treadmill each morning just before I started um, working. And I don't know why I stopped. I guess part of it is because I do walk the kids to school. So I was like, all right, I guess that's, mm. you know, that counts. But there's something really nice about being able to get some good cardio and, you know, just to start your day. So. Because it's like, vig- and, and I don't like go crazy. I do like five and a half to six miles per hour. It's just like a nice warm up run that, that oh, kind yeah. of just like gets me to wake up a little bit. And then I'm not like a sweaty mess for the beginning of my workday. So it, it's been nice. And it also is taking the place of something that I really have been missing, which is that morning commute time. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, if people who listened to us during the, the early days of the pandemic will remember me talking quite a bit about, you know, getting dressed and getting my backpack ready and like walking to this non-existent train and then walking back again, you yes. know, during lockdown. Um that was important to me, that little bit of time that was to myself in the mornings. Like you and I have both talked about how we use that time to meditate sometimes. Yeah. That was when most of my like personal reading time Or I'm happened. sure, you know, many people who listen to podcasts, right? I mean, I'm sure yeah. y'all, you know, those who used to listen to us and no longer do. 
Right. Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's none. Uh, our, our numbers are through the roof. No, but a lot of people texted me uh, in, in the first year of this pandemic saying, you know, I, I, I fell behind on Just Wing It for the first time because I, I, there's not like a time in my day where I listen to podcasts anymore. Right. And it's and it's true. Oh, yeah. Same. So yeah. for me, I, I'm, I'm finding having that little break has been useful because it's been kind of me time. This episode is clearly transitioning to one about routines, which I think is great. And I think we should I mean, trust it. You know, you know, themes emerge in our lives. And, and uh, one of the things that we do, and I think, you know, makes these good sort of reflective periods, at least for us, I'm sure probably not very useful for y'all listening, but uh, you know, you're dropping like, y'all's left and right today, John. I feel I, like you're trying, you're, is this part of your character? It's become part of my character. Yeah. Someone on my team, a newer a newer person on my team asked me about, you know, like where I was from because they noticed that I, I use y'all. Um, now, you know, the real reason I use it, I think you would know, which is, you know, that we're, we try to use more inclusive language um, in our work. And, and I mean, I have extended this to my life, too. Obviously, I'm, I'm using it on the podcast, you know. So I used to say you guys, right. um, which is uh, a regional. I think it's a pretty regional thing, like New England area. Am I mistaken about that? Um, to refer to people as you guys, you know in the collective um i don't know i I know i know where where i'm from the collective term is use or use guys which uh yeah which never made like my my mom and her family they all they all say all the use or use all (laughs) like what the fucking accent is this yeah so now i just use y'all because that's just been like i mean i think that's that's pretty common these days uh accepted as a, a good way to you know have a more inclusive term to refer to a group of people. So, I mean, it's better than it. what, what you used to do, which was address a room as, as men, as all of yes. the men present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have male gonads, you're involved I, in this conversation. Yeah. 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 I also, for the first time, I think, um, yesterday in a meeting, I said, all y'all, which just felt all y'all. Yeah. That just felt like it was too much for me. I couldn't handle, but and you I had mean, no, you were not even tempted to say all of yous. Oh no, not at all. All yous? No. Yeah, I fight that a lot myself. I'm not from that, Connecticut, that, so it starts you know. coming up, and then I I pull it back down again. It starts uh, like uh, you know this feeling of of wanting to say like like listen up, all yous. I mean, and then I, and then I go like oh, stuff it back. That down. sounds ridiculous to me, but also you guys is ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, like it is ridiculous. You yeah. guys, like it's so weird. Yeah, it's um, fucked up, is what it is. Yeah. So unless someone comes up with something better than y'all. Uh, I, I, you know, I guess I could say all of you, but that just, you know, I just say everyone. Isn't that like a John Legend song or something? I think it. I think it should be. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. Yeah, I, I, I would say I, I, I tend to do everyone or, but you know, the thing with inclusive language, though, folks, folks works. Fo- folks is nice. It's folksy. The thing <laughs> with inclusive language is you start becoming too paranoid about it and then you over like I got over I got corrected this week for being for trying too hard to use inclusive language because I was talking about accessibility guidelines on websites which is something you know a ton about yeah I wouldn't say and, a ton uh, but yes go well it's it's something that you I mean it's you're part of your job description right, right, so right, hopefully right. you know you know something about <laughs> uh and you know I was talking about um uh, what the hell was I talking about? We're talking about someone who's so visually impaired, with, or right. So I was saying people with different levels of visual ability, oh. and somebody was like, "You can just say disabled people, people with visual disabilities, mm. or impairments." I was like, yeah, I've heard, you're right. Isn't you're, that a? I was told by somebody who had the the inclusive language guidelines in front of them that it was okay to say what does with that disabilities. Even mean? What are the inclusive yeah. language guidelines? Is that like oh, a... you don't have the spreadsheet? Oh God! Yeah, we have a spreadsheet. I'll send it to you. 
Well, I'm saying, oh God, maybe you'll learn something, John. Because no, no, the reason my, my 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 sigh there was that it's not as though this exists as an actual universal document of guidelines. Like we're all just, I'm sorry, but winging it. Yeah, ex- I knew it was coming. To some extent, trying to figure this out. So I I think it's all all good to like try to use more inclusive language. I mean, and I just did, but um, we should also recognize that undoubtedly, you know, there are things that I'm saying um, each day that are are. Um, not explosively offensive well they're just you know they may be doing harm in ways that i don't even know and i'm not dismissing them actually i'm 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 just recognizing the fact that um it's human like we make mistakes and if someone calls me out i would love that because then i'll just you know i'll try to correct it and i'll probably mess up still but you know at this yeah, point i truly call you out every i've gotten to the I point get. now though with y'all where i actually just say it and it doesn't even i don't have to try you know what i mean i don't yeah i don't, I don't say you guys anymore so yeah <laughs> I might, I might allow the yuz to come out. I might, I might, you might be hearing some, that could be part of my character that's emerging on this episode today is all the yuz. You should embrace all your roots. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's part of the character development courses that they learned. Ira Glass. Yeah. Of those, you know, there, there's, so, there's some part of it that is very much, uh, native to them, right? They're not just right. inventing a character. You know, you write what you know. That's why Stephen King writes things set in Maine, right? Is you, you write, you write what you know. Yeah. And I'm writing the song of my life on this show. <laughs> And I know that there's a Z at the end of the word you for some reason. And I think I might, I don't know, all you guys listen up. I might be dropping these things. I mean, who am I to say that that's wrong? You know, that's true. I can't, I, I have no idea. But no, but so routines, to get us back to that, uh, they, sure. they were disrupted in our household, not only by the sickness, but I mean, not only by the fatigue, but also by this cold. Oh yeah, so we, this were, was, we were going somewhere with that, <laughs> weren't we? 20 minutes ago. So last week, out of absolutely nowhere, I got this grace-like fever like i i really i i think she even came up in this conversation where i was like it's okay grace can make it i can make it because <laughs> i just like out of nowhere got this like really high fever that i was like shivering super hard i was sweating oh, no we were putting the kids to bed and i remember specifically you know only one of us can only one of us can you actually lay final, in the bed you said farewell didn't you? you you put the kids to bed and you were like you had you were basically yeah. saying goodbye i whispered goodbye <laughs> Um, although I did the next morning when I woke up, say to Micah, oh my God, I'm still alive. Like I did have a moment. Where, <laughs> where are you? I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm still, di- who fucking knows at this yeah. point. What if you died and this is an alternative universe that you're in right now? I'd be like, this is a pretty weird alternative universe because it's the same one that I do every Friday. So, you know, That's hopefully, fair. but we could always be constantly encountering new universes I mean, without even knowing every it. day we die and then are reborn. We are writing the songs of our lives <laughs> on this podcast. Um, so it, it, the the maximum weight rating for our bunk beds is 200 pounds combined. Um, <laughs> I want to see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> there is uh, one member of the family who, when they lay with both kids, does not even come close to that maximum weight rating. There's another member of the family who uh, is near that weight rating to begin with. So when there's two kids involved, things get a little bit, you know, hectic. So 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 we have to only one of us can lay in the bed with them for like pre bedtime snuggles. Yeah. So we always rotate where one of us reads and the other one snuggles, and then the next time we switch, so one of us reads and the other one snuggles. And uh, so I was the one who had read. So I was. I had shifted off onto the floor next to the bed and Micah had gotten into her place next to kids and I'm laying there on the floor and I'm just like shivering really hard. Like my teeth are chattering and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Um, And then we go downstairs and I'm, I'm, my fever is like spiking really high and I have no symptoms of anything at all. I, I just have this crazy fever coming out of nowhere. 
so I'm up all night. Like I really am Ugh. just awake the entire and night. You must I'm have trying been thinking about COVID, right? I mean, the possibility that oh, that's of course, what's going right. On. So but that's luckily, scary. Luckily, I was I was like, there's the only symptom that I have is this fever right, right now. Right, so right, like right, that would be pretty weird. Also, it would be. There's yeah. like there's nothing that we've done lately that could have gotten me exposed to it. So so I was kind of ruling it out. We did obviously get a test. I got a text test the right, next morning. Right, 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 right. Um, and it was negative, luckily. But you know, I. I, I was really, really sick, and then I was just up the entire night, and so I call out of work the next day, um, and which is funny because like, who fucking knows if anybody's ever working? I know. Like, I, I feel, I'm always sending people messages, and it's just their away message has been up for like three days, and I'm like, I don't think that they're doing work right now. Yeah, but the yeah. stuff still gets done, so who who knows? I, I mean, I think that's the thing. Just have different schedules now. You yes, know? yes, yes, yes. Um, but. It's just funny. Like I was like, I'm gonna have to tell the whole team that I'm like out because I never take a sick day. That I'm like out sick, and uh, you know, not like they would have even noticed. But anyway, so uh, so that set us off a lot because I had this one People night of like, Patrick. yeah, there was there your was presence a, uh, was felt. Your lack oh, of reverberations presence. throughout yes. the entire organization. Mm-hmm. There were people. There were the flags were in half. The work mass. came to a halt. It did. The entire confederation ground to a halt, and all of our social media was about me being out for the day. Um. <laughs> It was, uh, it was just, I was so, my routine was so thrown off. And then we went into the weekend and I was so sleep deprived. And meanwhile, Henry's still waking up every night. So, uh, Uh. you know, we're all getting sniffles now because this thing became this cold virus. And, uh, and it's just like, you know, it reminded me of the way things were before last year, because I don't know about you guys. I'm curious about this. In our school system, things look way more normal than they did before. Yeah. The kids are still wearing masks and they're still, you know, there are some, some things that are different, like the outdoor playtime and snacks being outside and stuff. But for the most part, like they're sitting at, you know, normal desks in groups where they can collaborate, which is really cool. It is. You know, they can come in through the main entrance instead of going in fucking fire escapes and stuff to come <laughs> into the building. And uh, and because of that, I think I'm I'm being reminded of how many little viruses float around at the beginning of the school year. And uh, and it's different in the time of covid because I think we're not very well equipped to deal with them. Yeah, I mean. Yes, I've, it's certainly the case for me, too, uh, compared to last year. This year has been far different for school, much more what I imagined was normal, but I've actually never experienced normal elementary school um, as a parent. You didn't? Oh, you mean as a kid? Yeah. <laughs> Not as a kid. <laughs> like, were you on a yeah, actually, or something? I skipped, I skipped over elementary, just went right to high school. <laughs> started in college. Yeah, yeah. They just My parents just waited until I was old enough and then just sent me to high school. Can you imagine how fucking miserable that experience would be? That'd be terrible. Um, it would be. But uh, no, I meant as a parent, you know, my first experience with having a kid in, in elementary school was Grace last year for kindergarten. So, you know, certainly not normal. But right. I, this year, they have to wear masks. But like, yeah, there's regular classrooms. They have full days. Um, and so... Yeah, that the all those possibilities of, of viral stuff going around is are back. However, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be fascinating studies on this. Um, wouldn't wouldn't everyone just get less sick as a result of wearing masks so much? I I mean, it has to be the case, right? So I'm hoping that in general there's less going on this year. I'm hoping too, and also people have never been as aware of how to not get sick as true, they are true. now, right? Yeah, With hand yeah. washing and social distancing and stuff, right? But the reality is, is you know, for every year prior to 2020, the beginning of the school year was just a constant period in our household where everybody was just sniffly for like three months because yeah. there were just so many, you know, you spend all this time apart and then kids come together and it's a petri dish, right? True, true. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, luckily, this little cold was a very short duration. You know, like we all had it for like two days. 
Um, and it wasn't. So, Did anyone reason, else was, have the fever? No, I was the only one that had the fever. Wow. I had the fever. Your immune and the only solution was, was more cowbell. Like, yeah. <laughs> Your immune system apparently, though, was just like, let's deal with this shit. You know, they yeah. like fucking went for it. Nuclear option. I've always felt Grace Burn and I it. have a lot in common, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. whether it's writing cookbooks as a baby or, uh, you know, the fever scenario. I, I, when you've talked about her in the past in that context, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of, I was kind of that kid too. And as an adult, I definitely am. I, I get a, a, an intense fever at the outset of things and I kind of burn through it. Interesting. And then, and then I'm, I'm usually okay again pretty quickly after it. Um, so yeah, so you know, not to brag, but uh, I, I, I feel I feel I feel pretty good. I, I feel like we're back in uh, back in the swing of things. That's good. And now we're back into a routine. I mean, it does feel good, doesn't it, to be like fully in it again with school and um, have a more normal year at least, um, where our kids can actually experience, you know, the social part of school and and all that that brings. And I mean, for me, that's just been. It's been so great with Grace, you know, to see how that's played out. And already, even though she already had friends from last year that are in her same class. So we knew that they would be tight. But actually, she's become even tighter with a new um, girl. Not not new to the school system, but like she wasn't with her last year. And she's already like best friends with her. And we've met their family. And it's just so cool to see your kids have a social life outside of you. And, oh, and yeah. make those kinds of connections. And also just like um, get by okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I think about the fact that Many of my my friends um, growing up, those friendships started at a very at like first second grade, so it's weird to think now that Grace is actually forming those bonds that likely could continue, you know, through her whole um, school experience possibly. Yeah, she got a big chills of her own someday, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because um, like those those friends, you know, were friends that I made in kindergarten, first grade, and second yeah, grade for yeah. the most part. Um, yeah, Jude had soccer last night and it's one of my favorite things to, to go to with him because he's just so beloved by mm. all of his friends on the team. A lot of them are in his class. Some of them were in his class last year. So they already had that bond. And then there's like yeah. new friends that he's just making through soccer. So when he like rolls up to the soccer field, there's like people everywhere going like, Hey Jude, what's up Jude? Coming so over cool. and he's like, Hey Lucas, what's up man? You know, and they're all like talking to each other and then he runs out of the field and like, you know, they're playing jokes on each other, like they'll like steal each other's ball while the other one's not looking and then chase each other. And I'm just sitting there That's feeling really like cool. my kid really and you get the sense. Yeah, go ahead. Finish what your thought there. Well, just just that there really is this social fabric there that mm. they're stitching their way into. I mean, Henry comes home with, you know, presents from his friend. People always make shit. I don't know. And maybe he's asking for them to do it. But like he comes home with presents and drawings. He all orders these things. them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he does. But yeah, it's it's a great feeling. It is. Yeah, I, I was remembering though it it can be funny those the the awkward moments too because with grace um she often i've seen her do this in, in in other cases too but we were we were biking together um to a playground on a like a weekend and we passed a house that had a few kids playing outside and one of them was like hey is that grace and i had never seen these kids before um and so you know we said to grace like oh why don't you go say hi you know um, cause we were biking by and so Grace got off her bike and, and stood uh, at the driveway where these kids were playing and she just stood there. She didn't say anything. <laughs> she just like stood and watched them. So it's just this awkward thing of like, kids are also figuring out how to, how to be social and right. there, you know, like there can be these awkward, well, obviously we're all as adults on a spectrum here in terms of how comfortable we are in social <laughs> situations. Um, right. but to just see her, you know, sort of stand there and I've seen her do this at the playground too, where it's like. You can see that she wants to sort of um, be involved, but she maybe doesn't know how to 
take that next step. <laughs> and it's often so I just sort of, it is, it's adorable. And I often, you know, I don't, I don't intervene because I feel like that would be awkward um, to be, you know, like, oh, why don't you go in there or whatever. Uh, did you like that voice that I just used? That's why. Oh, you keep that one. You yeah, know, I'll keep that one. <laughs> the intervening is interesting because because I I don't do that anymore. But there was a phase probably when Jude was closer to where Grace is right now, where I did Maybe quite I a bit should of that. Be. Yeah. <laughs> well, but he hated it. He he was he was like never. Yes, because I think I, Grace I, would do. I I've always been one of the people on the spectrum who not. <laughs> Not on the autism spectrum. I should be be careful with language here. The spectrum of sociability who, you know, although I get very anxious approaching social situations, once I'm in it, I'm like, for some reason, very happy all of a sudden. You're the center of the party. Well, I just, and I'm very used to introducing people to each other because to me, that's something that I just love. It's like, I I really enjoy that. Yeah. So when Jude was at a playground, you know, and he was like five, six, uh, you know, there and there was another kid there that he was like checking out the kid had like cool shoes on. He had like a razor scooter, um, you know, and he'd be like, dad, look at this, look at this little boy, you know? And I'd be like, well, let's go and go say hi to him. And he'd be embarrassed. You know, I would make a point to be like, Hey man, we love your scooter. This is Jude, you know? And then the kid would be like, hi. And their parents would be like, call the police. Yeah. And be like, okay, great. You know? The kid's like, who's this motherfucker? Yeah. Coming <laughs> up was to this me? old man. <laughs> yeah. So it can backfire, you know, but, but, but try, try it out with her. If she's ever in that situation again, see how she does, you know? I'm not going to do that. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I don't know. But, it, you know, you hope for the best, obviously, that they, they just, like, work through that awkwardness. And, I mean, I don't know. I guess there is a point at which probably after the fact I could talk to her. But uh, it's just – it's funny. And, you know, I I also am very aware of how things can play out now in, in ways that uh, obviously are just, like, totally out of your control as a parent. And you have to just yeah. see how it happens and and hope that those friendships that they do – make now are good right because i mean man it feels like the weight of that is is pretty um heavy that they're gonna make the right friends some of that is so coincidental you know like that day that kid sat next to them in school and Uh yet it feels pretty consequential in that um we know that so much so many of our kids choices are sort of born out of their friends and their peer group and so they have some you know they're obviously putting in something in terms of um, coloring that friendship and those choices, but their friends are also, what am I trying to say? You get it. I don't know why I'm just adding more words to say the same thing. And it's, it's, it can be scary. You know, yeah. it's something yeah. that I definitely still deal with from time to time, you know, but I have to say so far we've had good luck with the, and also these kids are so little that it's not like they're making like bad decision, bad decisions. No, yet, no, no. You know? But do you know what I mean? Like the, it's interesting to think about the fact that although that's true, it's also true that some of those kids are going to make bad decisions later Down in, the a, road. in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to think about like, huh, I wonder which ones, you know, like I have, I have no actual input or I'm not going to try to tip the scales. You know, I will right. say I, where I will tip the scales though, is um, the based on the family, because if I, <laughs> if I find that one of their friends, like that's not a family I'm going to want to hang out with necessarily you know because like you're gonna have to spend time with those people to do like play dates yeah. and stuff um and you know if, if they don't necessarily align in terms of values or i don't i mean let's be honest like some people you just don't want to hang out with so i feel like, <laughs> i feel like uh, that's that does matter and i mean you know i'm thankful right now that the friends that she's made are have families that i i would enjoy hanging out with too is yeah. that being selfish of me 
No, I think it's you're a judge of character yourself, and that drives your decision making just as it dri- drives your kids' decision making. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's for another time. Yeah, fine. I'm a selfish asshole. But that's that what you're that, that should say. that should be that should be an episode. We should we should do at some point. You know, I think that's a like how 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 do you choose the right friends and how do you let the right friends choose you? You know, as an adult, <laughs> thanks for and that as a wisdom, kid, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Um. Anyway, so we're gonna do a, a more rigorous episode next time. We're, we're thinking yes. about getting deeper into music and kids and how you know pedagogy works. And do some more reading, but we figure You're we do like a nice little, little informal. I'm going to teach you, child. I'm going to teach you, child. I will be how your to child. Play music. Yeah. Um. I always wanted that. So so stay tuned for that, and uh, have a great rest of your weekend and start to your week, everybody. You too. Oh, I thought you were just saying it to me. I forgot. I forgot people were listening. <laughs> They're not. I hope you're healthy, you Patrick, and our listeners, y'all. I hope that you stay healthy and happy and. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the school year. I, we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Yeah, we, we will be back before the end of this. We'll be back in the end. I hope so. With all of you. All right, bye, bye everybody.